Welcome to the Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the U.S. account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Welcome, everybody, to the Family Biz Show. I am your host, Michael Columbus, with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And I have been waiting to do this podcast, this specific one, with Shannon Susco for months. Um, ever since <laughs> I read the book Metronomics, um, I just was really super engaged and super you know, excited about bringing um, Shannon to this audience. So... Welcome, Shannon. Yeah, thank you. It took us a bit to get this coordinated, but I'm really glad we're here. And not even just that, you you know, like I had this idea in my head before, as soon as I read the book and I, you know, I read the book and was like, oh, I, it was, it was like, you know, cause it was like the red pill, blue pill. It was like before <laughs> life was like this. And then I get that other pill, I'm like, oh man. So, I mean, I, I drank the Kool-Aid hook you know, all the way through um, to the point where what, um, right now I'm in the process of becoming certified as a metronomics coach. So I might be a little biased as we're going through. <laughs> and that's okay. That's uh, okay. That's okay. So what I thought would be interesting is just tell us about, you know, we have a tradition that everybody kind of tells us the twisty turny paths to get to where they are today. Um, and yours, there's a lot, there's reasons why it's important for people to understand where you came from, because it really matters when we talk later about some of the other things that we'll be talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'll, I'm going to like chunk it up to the Cole's Notes version. Um, so, you know, founding my, you know, co-founding my first company, you know, we've got the best technology. It's our baby. It's so good. We can create anything, that kind of view, you know, young and focused and all those things. But, you know, what we didn't know how to do was really, we didn't have a repeatable playbook. We, I, I, I looked everywhere for a repeatable playbook. We didn't have to create it. You know, there must be one. Ask my coach, ask others, read, you know, four books a week for two for two years looking for it, like the silver bullet, come on, there's gotta be one, right? We couldn't find it. So we decided that, you know what? Let's let's pull together everything we've learned. This is my leadership team and I and my coach and let's just start piecing it together. And uh, let's piece it together into our own repeatable playbook. And we did, we did over 10 years, we did. We built the company up the first four years was hairy. You know, every mistake made was made, made maybe twice. I don't even want to say that out loud because you don't want to make mistakes twice. And then so we built it up, we sold it. Nice, successful exit. Great. You know, good. We get acquired into the next business. Um, and you know, I go along with the deal. The team goes with the deal and I'm there for a couple of years as you are. And the first thing the business who acquired us 
wanted. They loved what we did. They, you know, technology and all of that doesn't really matter. But the other thing they wanted was the system. They wanted the system that we now know is metronomics, but they wanted the system for their own business. And so they asked, would, you know, would I implement that now into a 400 person company? And I was like, mm, I don't think so. You know, I actually said no the first time. Um, and then, you know, really looking for the CEO to commit, to really want it, and that I would support the CEO in getting it in, in place. We put it in place. That company grew, sold half a billion dollars. Right. So then, okay, I, I leave. I did my time is what I say. I leave. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do now. I should, maybe I'll just retire now. But then we picked up some orphan technology that, again, no one needs to know what that technology does. Great. You know, found our way into a nice position into that marketplace. But again, it came back to the system and this system that we now know as metronomics that actually, you know, was the repeatable playbook that we built the team around, that we you know, drove the company forward. And this was three years. First one was 10 years. Second one was zero to three years. Three okay. years, exponential value, you know, top three deals, mid-market deals on Wall Street that year. And then, then I retired. And I'm still retired, right? Because this is, what, this is what I do every day. I'm sure that no one was as desperate as I was to find the repeatable playbook. That's phenomenal. And then from that, you came out of retirement or you're still retired or however you want. <laughs> yeah. And you had other companies tap you and say, can you help us with this? How many companies do you think since the since you sold the second one have you coached? You know, you're right. I did I did have companies tap. So that's how we got into this and sharing this you know, outward that others could leverage this. I coach six clients at a time. I try and keep it to six. Sometimes it's a bit more, sometimes it's a bit more than that, but I try and keep it at six um, to keep myself true to, you know, what I call reprioritment, right? I'm in, I'm reprioritized, right? So focusing in on metronomics, on making an impact with companies and to ensure they weren't as desperate as I was to grow a company. So yes, I got tapped by a CEO in the Vancouver market that, you know, watched us do this, right? Build up one, 10 years, step out, do the time with the acquirer, step out, build again, even bigger, in less time, a third of the time. Right. They're like, what are we doing wrong? Right, they're, they're slogging along for 15 years. They're like, I'm getting the same results. So they tapped and they said, would you come and coach? And I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, I had, it wasn't even on my radar. None of this was on my radar. And I was like, I don't know. What does that mean? You know, I had a coach, so I know what that meant to me, but what does it mean? What, what do you want out of a coach? And the most interesting thing is they said they wanted a CEO plus leadership team coach. And, and that's what we grew my own coach into. I was coached through that whole time. And we took a CEO coach only who was just coaching me and brought them in and coach myself with my leadership team. So powerful, right? So powerful. And so that's what they wanted. And I said, oh, okay. Like that, that makes sense. Okay, good. And I said, but I just want to say, I, I, we, I've always been involved on the team with the system, with the metronomic system. I don't know if it's going to work from you, for you. I'm going to be on the other side coaching it, but I don't know. And so they, 
they said, come on, let's go. And I said, yeah, let's give it a try. Right. And the rest is a bit history from where we've come from. Sure. But you know what? They, you know, it worked. It so worked. Right. So, you know, then, you know, then they tell two friends. Right. And the next one comes on and the next one comes on. And people are laughing that I was probably into coaching two or three years, maybe even up to releasing the metronome effect that I didn't have a website or a business card. I refused. And I refused to wear business You're clothes. in retirement. You're repurposement. That's right. right. That's right. I, re I refused. Yes. But you know how it goes, right? You have success. They tell you friends and so on. And so, right. you know, you know and, and honestly, I think you know this, but naively writing down the metronome effect, which is the street version of metronomics. Like, here's how we did it. Here's how we like grinded it out and got it out there. I mean, we wrote that prescriptively so that people would stop calling, <laughs> right? We no, all know I that. Not, I have not heard that story before. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like I wrote it so that it was one to many, right? Yeah. So people would stop calling and they could just take it and apply it. Coaches could take it and apply it. It's like, same with Three Hug Way was written that way. And as you know, same with metronomics. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, really naive actually. So from there, so now you're, you've been coaching clients for a few years and what happens is I have to assume that now there's like 30 or 40 people that are, you know, somewhere along the line saying, Shannon, we want your time. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm retired. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, so that's now, exactly right. So, so today, how many coaches do you have in the metronomics program? Yeah, we have un just under a hundred coaches in the program. Around and, the world. Yeah, around the world, around the world. Amazing, blows me away. And it took a lot to convince me to do that. I mean, that sounds ridiculous based on what you just said, right? You have, you know, I coach six clients. That's that's the time I have to for that impact. We wrote down the metronome effect, say, here you go, here's the prescription. Um, and in the metronome effect, you know, naively, the three hag is not in the metronome effect. Vern Harnish wrote the forward to that book and we put uh, that version of the seven strata in there. And I thought like, how special is the three hag? Eh, you know, like we did it, my clients do it. Not that big of a deal, you know? But then some other coaches asked me about this three hag I talked about. I was like, well, you've got one, right? And you've got one and everyone's like, no. Well, not really. Not not like you're doing it. Like, what do you mean? Of course you do. Anyway, they they you know convinced me no. And they asked, they said, can can we use it? Can we use the three hag methodology? I go, oh yeah, of course. Here you go. Right? You know, the, off off you go. And they did. They took it back to their clients. And it it wasn't until I was sitting in a growth summit a couple of years later, actually, that there was a war story on stage. And the CEO was asked, tell us about this incredible growth, like 3000% growth, like over the last three years, like off the chart growth. And, and the CEO replied, they said, well, it's all about the three hack. <laughs> like I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, I'm like looking around the room going, whose client, like which coach's client is that? Right. And, and the coach stand up like across the room from me and waves and go, that's my client. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's and so that day it led me 
you know, I left that day and everyone was asking, you know, about this three hag. I'm like, ah, oh, I got to write that down. Oh, okay. I'm going to write that down. So I left that day and I was like, I'm going to write down three hag way. And what actually came out of that is we wrote it down again to give it to everybody, coaches and clients alike. This is a, a step-by-step paint by numbers, get your strategy mapped out system. Right. And you can keep it alive and it's all yours. Off you go. Right. It's in metronomics. You know, it powers up metronomics. So, okay, great. But then after that, you know, coaches picked it up when the book came out, people read it. You know, I get a call after it's released in April by May and June. I have about 30 plus calls from coaches that they want to certify <laughs> in three hag way. And I was like, really? You don't need to do that. Just the like I wrote it down. Right. They're like, you're like, come on. We want to be really good. We want to be experts. And you know, it took quite it took a couple more months to convince me to say yes. But I said yes for all the reasons that you already know is it allows an exponential impact to ensure no one was as desperate as I was to grow a company. Yeah. Right. They, That's why we said yes. And 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 what we've learned, or you know, what I is that as you say, there's no Olympic team that has gone on to win gold without a coach. Yeah, and so it yeah. is super important to have that coach helping you. And I, I mean, I've used a coach through many, many parts of my career. Yes. Yes. And, and it's always helped me to, you know, better see the blind spots that I might've been missing or not thinking about. So, yeah. Yeah. And I always joke, you know, and, and you know, I wrote about it in metronomics. I, I call the coach the blind spot remover because that's what the coach all coaches did for me. And when we do it with our, you know, CEO and leaders and we bring a coach into that. Yeah. Holy cow. You know, it's to remove blind spots, save time, you know, get to where you want to go faster, free up time. Like I can go on and on. That's what coaches did for me. And that's why I'm so excited to, you know, do that back, you know, help other coaches do that for other companies, you know, around the globe blows me away. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I'll throw to you, I, when I'm out meeting business owners and talking to them and there are so many people, especially today, and I don't know if you see this or not, but they're wary. And they're like, what, what are you trying to sell me? I'm like, I I don't want to sell you anything. If you don't want this, go someplace else. It's fine. But the, the power of this, it is so magical. Yeah. Because, because it's incremental steps in all the areas. We're going to talk about the system in a, in, a, in a second, but it's it's that incremental learning because if you're trying to teach, one, you got to teach the CEO to be a CEO instead of an entrepreneur, right? Yes. And yes. that's part of this. And then yes. you have the leadership team to take away the things that the CEO was trying to run around and keep their fingers on everything. Yeah. yeah. Get, out of, get out of their way. Get out of the way. And so yeah. that the leadership team can do it, but you can't expect a leadership team. And I talked to the, about this with a client just recently. I'm like, by the time we're three years into this, this is going to be your MBA. This yeah. is, you know, you're going to learn what you need to do to really be a master's in business administration, metronomics, powered by metronomics. Yeah. But if, if you think you're going to take one meeting or one year and be able to do all of these pieces, it's just not fair. And so- yeah. When I when I started to understand the power of metronomics and that what you were doing is planting seeds to grow trees, and it was just a little bit, 
And then, you know, next meeting, I can stretch them a little bit more. And then I can stretch them a little bit more. By the time they're, you know, they, they're 24 months into this, they're like, oh, we're not even the same team anymore. We're not even the same company. Yeah, yeah. And that progression is is one of the things that, you know, gets me up every day. Um, I was uh, talking with one of my clients who's been, you know, I've been working with them, whether in workshops and then directly for 10 years. And I was speaking with them today and I I asked, I said, think back to when you started and describe, you know, who you were when you started, you know, this, this progression and then describe who you are today. And, you know, they described a CEO who, who didn't really know they're a CEO, you know, they're owner of a business who um, was in the whirlwind, right, of the business each and every day, making operational decisions, right, where they probably shouldn't have been. And like went on and on. I said, well, describe what you are today, you know, and it has been this way for years. He said, oh, yeah, no, my, my one goal is to, you know, make sure this progression stays disciplined and in place with you. He said, I focus out on strategy and culture and I make zero operational you know, decisions. The team owns it. They're driving the, you know, it was just such a contrast. And it's just so nice. Like I didn't, I laid up the question, but to, to hear him reflect on his own progression. And like, I always say, and you know, the word progression, I always say grow up and it can be like a negative, like grow up. Right. But it's not, it's, you got to grow yourself up. You got to grow your team up, grows your company up. And, you know, it sounds a bit cliche, but we know then the leaders, the CEO, the leaders and the team gets, get their life back because they're owed to the whirlwind. Yeah. Right. And it's, again, I think I don't want to overlook this. I want to really make sure people get the fact that it's yeah. it is a progression. It is, you're not giving them anything that they can't handle. You're going to yeah. get, you know, I remember, so one of the key tools that, you know, I didn't realize how powerful the, the um, key function flow map was, yes. you know, cornerstone. Yes. And, and so, but as I started to understand how critical that is, it's like, oh, this is where the freedom starts. And yeah, the very yeah. first time you're doing it, there is nothing that the KFFM, the key function flow map, can do for them in iteration one that's going to change the world. And, and, and so I think sometimes the simplicity of the system, and you just look at it going, I don't get it. I mean, really, I get that all the time. I don't get this for one. It's just, and, and, and then it's just the trust me. It's a process, trust the system and just allow us to know that this is, you just, you know, there are people on your leadership team that you might know all these things, how it goes through marketing and sales and operations, but your team has never seen this picture like this before. No, no, no. And it's like the pictures are the thing that, I don't know, that's why it's always so funny that I wrote a couple of books. There's lots of pictures in those books, but the pictures, you know, are so key. Because they give one view that everybody can describe yeah. the same well, way. What, right? do they, what do they say? You know, a picture is better than a thousand words. Yes. And, and that's so like somebody was just talking to me about pace, which is, you know, where the, the yes. long time ago where this came from. Right. Yes. And, yes, you know, yes. 
And they're like, I just don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And the way you do the KFFM and graduated pace um, yeah. process accountability chart, you know, to, to, you know, the KFFM is brilliant. And, and then once you start to see behind it, and then the, the you know, and we're going to talk, I am, I'm, I'm getting off base for people that are listening to this. I apologize. <laughs> you talk about the widget. And I was like, I, when, as I'm reading the book, I'm going to tell you the first time I'm like, widget, I need another widget. Like I need a hole in the head. It just doesn't, it, it didn't what it was, but then once you start to see, once you understand what the key widget is and yes. then build through, then it's like all of a sudden now I can have widgets that I keep everybody in the business accountable for their widget and people, yep. and, and, and again, we'll, we'll talk more about, more about that in a second, but people don't understand revenue driven questions and money driven, you know, conversations. But if you tell somebody, I need a thousand screws made per month, what do we need to do to make those thousand screws? Oh, well, I need two machines. Right. This. And they can think in that manner. And that's see right. it, touch it, control it, right? Connect it, all of it. Love it. So, yeah. all right, I, I jumped ahead. I didn't mean to <laughs> apologize, everybody. But this is, again, if you haven't read the book Metronomics, as a CEO, what I would say, and, I'm, and one of the things I've been sharing with the CEOs that I give this to is do not read this as if, um, let's see, what's the word I want to say, as if you don't understand it. Because you will, most CEOs, the owner of the business will understand this. And then they look at it and say, ah, I get this. We do this. We do all of this. And yes, you probably do a lot of this in your head. Or, you know, that you wouldn't have been successful yeah. if you didn't do that. But now we need to take all of that and transition it into a repeatable process that your team can use so that you can start yeah. working 40 hours a week instead of 60 or yeah. 30 or whatever you so choose. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So when you describe metronomics other than the system, what is metronomics? And let's just kind of walk through that together and maybe we'll unpack it for people. Yeah, so I start with the made-up word of metronomics. I always start there, and I, you know, it's it's three words. One is metronome, and the metronome represents. You know, it's why we have the metronome effect, and you know, it re represents the fiercely humble CEO who's committed to a regimen, a progression with their team. So metronome represents the CEO. Economics represents the balance of, you know, we usually go like dollars and time, but it's company value, right? And life value, right? So there's a, you know, it's almost like a 4D, you know, graph there that we came up with, but it was really, as it progresses, it was like, you know, giving that up to, you know, that up and right line that we like that hockey stick, but not just for dollars. It's about, you know, as you just said, balance and time and, you know, doing different things in the business, having the time to do different things. So that's the economics of it. The, the third word is metric. And metric represents, as, as you nicely put forward, the widget. And the widget is, are the things that flow through your organization that, you know, your team owns, they control, they move. They're things, not dollars. And those three words make up metronomics. And, you know, the widget connects. 
right? So the whole thing around metronomics is connection. So when I explain it to others, if I take it one step further, you know, I look at the metronomic system as having, you know, really four pieces. One is a repeatable playbook. Awesome. Everyone can go, yeah, I've seen that. There's different systems out there. Two, the repeatable playbook, you know, that, you know, allows a connection to a behavioral accountability platform, which, which we call metronome software, right? The open playing field. There's other things you can use, but we use metronome software to allow the team to see each other playing together. Business is a team sport, and we need to play together on the field. And when a coach is the, is the third piece, a coach then can see the team playing, can help you know, guide the, the repeatable playbook. We think of the best professional coaches out there who've won the most championships. They have a repeatable playbook. They have a system. There's an open playing field and they're experts at it. So that's what we think of metronomics. But the thing in the very middle of that, and these professional sports teams, coaches have it as well, they have players who have the willingness and desire to actually you know, play and grow within that framework. Same for metronomics. It's the key. Must, you must have a CEO plus leadership team who have the willingness and desire to actually grow and achieve whatever goals they set. And those four things bring it together. Now, you know, you can go one step deeper. And the one step deeper is where we actually probably the most special pieces are, which is in what we call the in the repeatable playbook, you know, in our geek speak and metronomics. And, you know, we call it the compound growth system. And the compound growth system brings together and breaks down what we know as a business, but we break it down into seven systems. Some people go, oh my God, seven systems. Could you not have just done three? No, we got to like double click and go a little bit further. Because when we started this and we thought about the compound growth system and all the pieces, this is myself and my team back in the late 90s, early 2000, we, we you know, everyone said, look, it's people, strategy, execution, and cash. Those are the things. And I bought into strategy, execution, and cash. But people, the people thought of it, it just wasn't one bucket. There were three systems in there. There was the cultural system, the cohesive system, and then the human system. You know, strong, clear, known culture, cohesive team that's committed to a team goal, right? And will work together to get there, right? High performing. And then the human system was understanding, you know, really clarity of expectations of every team member, the role that they own, the widgets they own for success connected to the overall team score. So we broke it down and we, we built a house. I don't know why we built a house, but we built a house. On the outside of the house, the foundation was the cultural system and is the cultural system. Cohesive system and human system are the walls. In the foundations, the CEO, the top of the house, right, is the, is the leadership team. And the the very top, the rest of the roof is the team. And the team holds the reputation of the business in their hands for the marketplace, right? And everything that you know holds up that house are those three systems. Inside the house is a strategy system, what we call the hard edge, strategy system, execution system, cast system. 
they're what's making the house, you know, move and alive and, you know, think of lights and water and all those things. And then the, the thing that connects all of them together is the three-year highly achievable goal that coaches and clients came so long ago to said, oh my gosh, we've got to have that. The reason they needed it is because it brought together the outside, so the people systems, right? And strategy, execution, and cash together, connected with the team, and actually reduced, you know, reduced the risk in achieving your goals. That's why everyone loves it. Yeah, it's, and, and when, when we look at this, it makes so much sense where you have, all right, it's great to, you know, use the BHAG, the Jim Collins BHAG, that 20 to 30 year yes. aspirational thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah. Like what you, what you talk about in the book is everybody said, okay, then what's your five-year goal? But what everybody was doing, it wasn't a five-year goal. It was a five-year guess, right? Yes. Yeah, it was a guess. And ours was a guess too. Like we were guessing. And they raised lots of money on a guess. Yeah. And so, so if I, if I telescope it back from the BHAG, now I've got a three HAG that's three-year highly achievable goal. The only, what makes it highly achievable is understanding those widgets and yes. getting really, really clear on all those things because now you can look at it and say, okay, yes, we can do that. We yep. know what we have to do to get there. I may not be able to figure out the five-year, but the three-year really makes sense. Yeah. And you break it back from three to one to quarter. And now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I always say it's like, um, you know, that, that 10, three, one, right? So, you know, we had a 10, five, one. And everybody was un, you know, disconnected, like, no, that, that's just a fairy tale, Shannon. Five year, 10 year fairy tale. As soon as we put the line in the sand as a leadership team with the support of our team of a three year highly achievable goal, you know, fiscal numbers, widgets, what we're gonna be, key capabilities, what we're gonna be known for. Yeah. Like amazing, humanly, what that did to our team. We're all on the bus together, driving that way, being able to make better, faster, more confident decisions at every you know turn in the road. We knew which way we were going. And sometimes we thought we should turn right and things around us, you know, happened and we, we had to turn left and take the long way, right? But at least we had visibility. I was on with a CEO yesterday and we were talking about their metrics and they, they had quite a Christmas tree of widget metrics going, right? Red, yellows, greens. And I said, wow, what's going on? They said, the first thing I'm going to say is at least we know exactly where we are today compared to where we should be. And we're taking action today. And here are the actions, you know? And so it was like, that was fantastic feedback. I loved it. Awesome. Um, So you said there were six and I think we did what there's no, there's seven systems, seven, and I seven, I talked right, about six. Um, yes, you talked about six. So what's the seventh? The seventh system is the you know the ultimate. We call it the Coach Cascade system. And when we're growing up a business, a business only grows as fast as its leaders grow, right? That's pretty obvious. And the right. team grows. Um, and you know, my coach of the day was like, you know. You have to grow your, I'm coaching you into a coach and you need to coach your leadership team into coaches and they need to coach their leaders into coaches and so on. And so the coach cascade system 
allows us, and it's it really great, you know, we get the team to a level of cohesiveness that allows us to turn the coach cascade system on. And that's, that's where we as coaches, we know that are coaching the CEO into their best, you know, coach, and they're, we're coaching them to coach their leaders. And, and that cascades throughout the organization. And the difference that makes is for leaders, you know, I'm thinking about one of my teams, their, their larger leadership team is probably about 40 leaders and their exec team sits at about six. But, you know, we have cascaded, we're well beyond that group of leaders, all of them together. And we're, you know, cascading this out now into the organization. And it's just simply, you know, coaching, uh, the funniest thing is, I, I laugh at with this, training someone to be a coach is to take a step back, take a breath, take a look at the situation and ask a great impactful question for that point in time. That's what a great coach does. You know, I drive my husband crazy because I come home at the end of the day and I ask a lot of questions. He goes, stop asking questions. I go, well, that's that's what I do all day. I ask questions, I'm curious. And so it's really training, you know, leaders to, you know, in order to turn the coach cascade this month, the team needs to know where they're going. That's why the three hags so important. They need to know where they're gonna be in one year, where they need to be in 90 days. And once the team sees where they're going, leaders don't have to you know, answer questions. The team knows how to answer those questions. They can ask the questions. They don't have to make decisions. The team can do that, right? And you're there guiding. As you know, you're a coach. I'm a coach. What do we do? We guide. We're exactly. guiding teams, right? In the direction and the goals they want to achieve. And so by turning on the coach cascade system, it's one of, you know, the really, I say secret systems, but like it's written all about in, in metronomics, so it's not secret. But that's the one that, you know, really takes a company to the next level. Got it. And realistically, I heard this um, a while ago and I'm like, oh, that's so good. When you have more people than can share a large pizza gathered around, it's probably too many. And yeah. so, so it, you know, you, you can't have 20 people on the executive leadership team. It just doesn't no. work. It's six, no. it's six or seven is, is mad. And then, yeah. and then they're going, that, that cascade makes so much sense. It's like, okay, now how many people report to you? Great. Here's your pizza. Here's what you're cascading down to that. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Pizza by pizza. And I think that came from Apple or Google or what, what, but it, it plays out and that plays out to the scalability of an organization, right? That was one of the, the biggest gap, right? That we have when we're growing up is the ability to communicate, right? And cascade the messages through the organization. So yeah, coach cascade, no different. Need to cascade that through the organization. Okay, so we now we understand the systems, and what's one of the things that I learned from you is that you know it's not metronomics is ah it is, but it's it's metronomics is the repeatable system, and it's metronomics 
Angie Collins, it's yes. yes, and Patrick Lencioni. Yes. And it, you know, each of those systems, it's not like you went out and invented what to do in those systems. You just found the, the coach or the process. And if a better one came along, you'd be like, plug in that one. Right. Like, we plug it in. It's the best thing. And it really fuels my learning <laughs> appetite. But the, the biggest thing is, is that we learned and we, in the early days, we read so many great business books with great ideas. And there's a time and a place when you need those things. And we started picking them off and putting them into this repeatable playbook. And, you know, you plug it in, yeah. you plug in. So it's not an or, it's an and. And like, yeah, Metronomics has a great execution system. I'm going to be biased and say that out loud. It's grown up out of looking at great game of business and EOS and scaling up and all those other execution systems. But we brought the best of all those and plugged them in, like plugged them in together for speed, for clarity, for accountability, for ownership. So like just, you know, the, the thing that, you know, those seven systems exist, but we brought in the best thought leader tools. Otherwise, we found they were like little silos there were little silos. We'd go work a little bit on, you know, this cohesive stuff over here connected to nothing. And we'd go, that was a nice couple of days. And then we'd go back and do whatever else we were doing over here, right? Go back to making, you know, biscuits. Okay. So the, now we've got our seven systems and we're not turning on the Coach Cascade right away. And there's a reason because we're not ready for it. And what, you know, if you go through metronomics, what you'll see is quarter over quarter mapped out for you for the next three years. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know, one of the, the pieces that I learned is it doesn't matter where you are. You might've gone through EOS and scaling up or some other working with another business coach, but go right back and start at square one and just trust the system. You may yeah. be through it faster and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but don't be don't be so eager to move forward. Slow down and give the team because you got caught up in the system. The team yeah. probably wasn't always in there for all of those pieces, and we need the team to time to catch up. Yeah, catch up. And so like it is patience. And you know another CEO I was talking to this week. They're like, oh, I'm just so impatient. And I said, well, remember you've thought about it longer, harder than your team. So take a breath, yeah. you know, think about how you can help progress it with your coach to speed it up. The one thing, you know, that is, that is absolute, you know, human and why the system, like I always say, trust the system, but a lot of people miss why, right? So if we take those seven systems, you know, certain ones need to be at a certain level before you can progress to the next and the next. And we think of, you know, the phases that we go through in metronomics, the first one is the foundation phase, right? No matter where you are, no matter where you are, you know, you'll just do a little check-in on the foundation phase. You might be beyond that already, but, you know, it's a check-in to just take stock of where we are. Yeah. And the next phase is the momentum phase, right? And the next phase is the compounding phase. But there is a critical path to get through that. And so if people are, you know, listening in and going, I've been in business for 20 years, I must be in, you know, the compounding phase or the you know, momentum phase. Maybe, maybe you are, you know, you'll, you'll get that check-in in the kickoff, but the things that turn it on, you know, that move you from phase to phase 
like the foundation phase in order to move from foundation through to momentum, you have to have your execution system going, you gotta have your cash system going. You need to have a level of cohesiveness that we call normalized. And you need a strategy mapped out for the whole team to see. And when we go check, 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 right? We've got the other systems turned on a little bit. It's like, okay, we're now ready. We have enough cohesiveness to go have really good discussions to validate and create confidence in our strategy that we mapped. Let's do that next. Doing that, right? Keeping execution and cash going and taking the strategy, the validation of the strategy up through the cohesiveness, those healthy conflictive discussions we can now have, takes your strategy to another level, which creates the confidence that you need to drive the momentum. And when you get to the, you know, when you have the absolute confidence in your strategy, where you're gonna stand up in a room of a thousand CEOs and say your strategic phrase out loud, even with your competitors in the room, you are moving on. You're going to the next phase, right? And, and that takes a bit of work, right? But the thing is, is that you have time to do the work because your execution system's cranking, your cash system's cranking, your human system's cranking, right? So we're taking care of that repetitive, habitual team habits on the process, right? So we have time to work on the business. Love it. And I have a quick story that I'll share with you that just kind of nails that down. Talking about the cohesive portion of the, the program. And when you look at it, I had a client that we went through and it's like, you're doing all these little pieces to build the cohesive team together. And I had gotten to the point of doing left, right appreciation, right? Yes, yes. And so they're doing left, right appreciation and I got done and then I asked the question, how was that for you guys? And one of the project managers raised his hand and was like, that was awkward. That was just, <laughs> that was weird. And, and, and so I, I shared that, you know, this was somebody that I had to go back. We were talking about why metronomics was the, you know, the, the next thing that we were talking about. And the reason why I said that is I'm like, look, at, if I had asked you to do right, left, you know, um, appreciation and, oh, by the way, here's the thing that drives me crazy about you. What would have happened in this room? They're like, we are definitely not ready for that. And, and that goes back to, you know, what you're building is that cohesive team that can handle you know, constructive criticism along with the appreciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it, the, there's so, there's just little, like the little things, right? It's the little things that, that actually move us along faster than some of the big things yeah. that we think that we know that are tangible and grabby and we can hold and we can make numbers and analyze and all those things. Love it. So, one of the things that I want to, and there's there's tons, we can unpack all of this stuff about metronomics, but go grab the book. It's all in there. Um, and, you know, it, it, there's just wonderful things for you to dig into as a CEO, but don't read the book by yourself. Read it with your, your, your yes. leader. Yes, great. Together and, yeah. and start to understand. And remember that, you know, you may not understand all the pieces, but just remember what it is, is step at a time, step at a time as you're going through it. I want to go through and talk about, you know, this is the family biz show and for family businesses, I think, and I feel that, you know, as I've been doing this, it's really also not just about growth. And, and so it's, when we talk about, you know, I love what you say, you talk about growing up, 
right? Yes. And it's not in a negative manner, but you might need to grow up your team and grow up yourself as a CEO so that you can actually transition the business to somebody else someday. Yes, yes. You build up your successors and you yes. have a leadership team so that, you know, there's just so many reasons, you know, that it, that it fits. You've worked with a ton of family businesses yes. through the Talk about that a little bit more and what are some of the impacts and things that you've seen just specifically from that family business side? Yeah, so from the family business side who have adopted this system, metronomics, you know, the reasons why they've adopted it, one is, you know, generation transition. That's, yeah. that's one reason. Another is um, they're getting the company ready to actually sell it. Right. They, they don't want they don't want it. Another reason is um, they it's a new uh, generational CEO that's just taken over and they want to knock, knock it out of the park. And they know that, you know, it's 75 years old. They know they've got it this far. Amazing what the generation before has done, but they've got other aspirations and they're coming in to build, you know, the next level of high growth. So I've seen high growth. I've seen, you know, put this in place for legacy, for all ages, for all generations to grow through. So this business will live hundreds and hundreds of years. And we've seen it to actually get the company ready to actually get all the value out of it. They can, you know, the highest value, strategic value, actually yeah. in order to exit. Right. So if you're, you know, the second or third generation of the family, and you're still in the business, you're still doing the work to make things yeah. happen. You're not going to find somebody that says, hey, I want to buy your business so that I no. can have a job. No. <laughs> and, and for many families, it's they have a job, they have a position inside of the business in order to keep it running. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I've seen, so on the, you know, the exit part of it, you know, it really checks all the, you know, boxes for an acquisition, right? Gets the right team in place, cleans up a lot of things, like all of that. And I always say to uh, a family business owner who isn't going to transition it to another family member, they are going to uh, sell it. Um, it allows, you know, I always say like, you know, they're going, I think I'm going to sell it next year. And I just go, do you, do you have at least 24 months of energy left? Like to actually take this. And if you sold it next year, what, you know, what would you want to sell it for? And they, they would tell me, I'd go, oh my gosh, this business is valued way higher than that. You know, that's what's going through my head. So I always ask, do you have, you know, at least 24 months more of energy to actually put this in place so that you can get the highest valuation so you don't leave your blood, sweat and tears on the table, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crushing, right? The other thing we've seen, which I think is just amazing because metronomics is about human nature, is that this isn't a system that, that my dad or my mom, right, brought in when they were CEO or, you know, and, and this, they're not going to, the next generation doesn't throw the system out. They actually love it because it freed up, you know, as they're working in the business, as they're owning different functions, and as they're figuring out who the next leader for the business is, it's really cleaned it up, right, for that generational transition. And the funny thing is, the system doesn't get thrown out. It works for all 
you know, all levels of experience because it's based on human nature. Yeah. And the other piece is for those companies, a lot of times what I've seen inside the family business is they care so much about their employees. The employees are family to them. And yeah. if they get into a spot where they're like, yeah, and, and sometimes they still within the, within the family, they'll keep family members in there, but they yeah. might want to go to an employee owned company. And what better way? You can't be an employee-owned company unless the leadership team is strong and understands how to run the business. Yeah. So yeah. And you know, I gotta say, I worked with a client, you know, came in, um, they were interested in, you know, exiting in the next couple of years. We put it in, we put the system in, they were all in, you know, nice family business, everybody in. And you know, like the system went in so nicely. It actually freed up the CEO slash owner's time so that they they got, you know, they, they saw the company flourish. Right. They didn't want to sell it. They grew it and they're continuing to grow it. And like, it's, that's a great story, right? They were selling it because they were tired. Yeah. I, I just yeah. had lunch with somebody before that we, before this recording and what they, their, their third priority when I'm like, what are your top three priorities for yeah. you? You know, third was, it's just not fun anymore. Yeah. And I said, well, if we could make it fun again, how long would you stay? He goes, I'd stay for another 10 years if it was fun. Yes, yes. I just, I'm not there. And so that's really key. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be fun that, you know, they're tired. They don't want to do it anymore. It's like, but but this has brought it back. And I, I have at least two to three examples of that, which is really great because it is fun. Yeah. I'll throw in, I want to make sure when we talk about the repeatable system, the repeatable system is, you know, it's inside of metronomics and you can see it three hag way really, you know, is, is talking, digs into it, each piece yes. of it. Yes. But what's neat about it, Shannon, is that as you build out each of the steps and you're going through and you're, you're working on execution and accountability throughout the system, you're working on your core customer, you're working on your market and, 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 yeah. and getting a good view. Every time you go through the system and you keep going around, what you're doing is updating it and making it better. So it's like, yeah. okay, we're really clear on our core customer today. We got that. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you know, the next year you go to triple check that and you're like, the market has been shifting. Yes. And you know, this yes. allows you to not miss things in your strategy or your, you know, or even execution, yeah. or, you know, it's just phenomenal that it keeps repeating. And that's when you say a repeatable system, it's it's strategy, execution, and cash, and you know, putting all the things around the people like is, is phenomenal. But even just from a, as a CEO's perspective to say, are we going to market? properly and are we yeah. running business at you know without the governor on are we doing anything that's holding right. ourselves back yeah and, and it's that you know you don't have to recreate it it's already alive right so it makes it so easy to check in the strategic pictures make it incredibly easy to check in and i think a lot of people go oh repeatable like we do the same thing every time i don't think i've ever done the same thing every right. time right same same flow but not the same thing. Yeah. And so like we did a market map for a client just recently and they yeah. said, um, the, the CEO looked at it and goes, I didn't learn anything from that, you know? And I'm like, that's okay. Did anybody yeah. else yeah. pick anything up? And 
two people picked up and said, we're only getting 20 or 30% of the market and we're trying to grow so that we're a lot bigger. There's a lot of opportunity for us. That piece alone with the leadership team hearing that and going, oh my gosh, we not the market map, you know, and and really you miss it. Totally. There's so many pieces inside of three headway. And we, you know, the thing about three headway and creating the pictures at each and every step is it allows the whole team with where they come from and their functional expertise to be able to easily provide feedback, value, question things without those pictures. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's why it's so important. Oh, I could talk about this for hours. (laughs) Me too. Uh, I, I really, you know, I had, I had gotten certified in another coaching program. You know that not everybody knows. Yeah. And, and the problem for me and why metronomics just was like a light bulb for, you know, going off is that there were so many tools and there was no prescriptive to say, when do we do what? And right. so right. It's, that, it's that having that repeatable system that takes you through and then, you know, the different exercises to stretch the team. And it just makes all the difference in the world to have that repeatable process to say, okay, here's what we're doing next. Here's what we're doing yeah. next. Yeah. Just gives you a guide, right? And and I think, you know, we were looking, <laughs> we were looking for that, right? Back in the day. We had all the tools. We just didn't have the guide. Right. right? And as a business owner, we should all appreciate that because if you went out and let's just say you make paper napkins. And if you were recreating the process on how to make paper napkins every six months, you would be out of business so fast. And you really need, you know, you need those repeatable processes and then there's no difference for your system in running. Yeah, yeah. And then like the system runs itself. Like you forget about the system and you're more thinking about what are the things we need to do in the system, in the strategy, in that it's it's such a I love taking teams through that foundation phase because their their progression and evolution they're they're just like it goes so fast and then we get to the other momentum and you think you you know you you pull them through there but it's not a pull they're pushing right which is really really fantastic I love it. Um... We're getting up to closing time here. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? Is there anything that um, if you were the CEO of a family business, you know, and you're sitting with them that you just want them to hear that we haven't talked about yet? Well, I think the most important thing that, you know, I know that people have talked about um, when we think of family business, but it's really about the whoever the CEO is of that family business and, and, and thinking about the family itself, right? And want, knowing what the plan is, what the plan is, right? right? That helps guides. You know, the system is the system, but what we do within the system is so important. And so, you know, a lot of the family business CEOs that I work with, I'm sure they have a personal one-page plan. Personal one-page plan, ten, you know, core purpose, 10-year, three-year, one-year. They have that for their business. But I want 
them to have that as well so that they have that path you know they're they're building if they're building a legacy then then they need to have the path to fall through but it starts with the leader of the business and having that clarity of where they're going personally and then you know it flows back and i'd say that for every ceo honestly but in family business the most there's so many um pressures yeah uh pushing from all angles yeah it might be coming from people that aren't working in the business that want to know what you're what you're planning on especially if you have you know owners that aren't working in the business yeah yeah and that personal one page plan if if the leader has clarity on their own plan oh makes it you know as you as a coach and I as a coach it makes it much easier to design and plan the business with the leader and the team. Great. Uh, Shannon Susco, Metronomics. This has been a super fun show. I really appreciate everything that you've shared. Go out and check out uh, Metronomics website to get some you know, wonderful things, get the books. There's even, there's some videos and training and yeah, resources. All available. That are uh, available. You could find a coach there if that's what you decide to do. Um, again, my name is Michael Columbus. You've been listening to the Family Biz Show. I'm with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And please, 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 we can't wait to have you on the next show. We've got another great show coming up next time, you know, in another two weeks. And uh, we look forward to sharing some more with you in the future. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting-edge information to help you maximize your family business. Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that, and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with The Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy, LLC, is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.